is the Champagne and Socks podcast. I'm Elisa. Hello. It is nearly the end of July. Let us not speak of the time we have been apart. I actually have show notes to follow this week because my lovely personal assistant made me write some. <laughs> All right. So first up, an update on my past projects, the slippers. I have knit quite a few pairs of slippers. There are no slippers in my basket by my front door. It is super sad. The basket is just sitting there at the front door, all empty. I have a pair. I made my husband a pair and he has worn them. He wore them without being asked one day. I just like saw them on his feet. Must have been a particularly cold day, but I'm very pleased. My daughter has worn hers, but they are now currently lost in the house somewhere. I made a pair for my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law who were both here last month and both pairs have been rehomed which is awesome who doesn't love a loved knitted gift and who doesn't love a gift being received happily but now I'm like I think I'm gonna have to knit more pairs of socks and I just am not right now but that's to say that that update that that pattern is a really good pattern It's the templeofknit.com simple house slippers. And they are really, really simple. I can actually knit them really quickly now. I think I can knit a pair in an evening now that I've really got that down. So very, very easy. Now to a confession, my dear friends. I am an overcommitted knitter. I think that surprises no one. But I committed to a whole bunch of knit-along projects because I wanted to encourage myself to knit a lot. I wanted to focus my knitting and I wanted to use up a lot of my yarn stash. So I personally am a massive fan of yarn stash. I think it's an awesome thing. I'm the kind of person who will suddenly decide that they want to create something at five o'clock or six o'clock at night on a Saturday and needs to have stash to rummage through to be able to begin that project now. I am not a planner. I really want to be a planner, but I think I have to come to the, to the idea that I am not a planning person. So that's why I have stash. It's why I don't mind that I buy things that I like when I see them because I know that I need choice at random inconvenient times that's just who I am but having said that I actually have yarn stash that's very very old I have probably been stashing yarn for oh my goodness I think I'm about to say like 18 years that's just quite a lot of time and the thing is is that that's actually nearly two decades that's really freakish but your taste changes in that time and fashion changes in that time when I first started stashing, all the rage was self-striping yarn. That was just so cool and I just so wanted it and I would like hang out at midnight to try and buy things at launch because they would sell out online because the indie dyer would make like six games and it was, it was a whole thing. That's like not a thing anymore. There have been other things that were all the range. So I obviously am still in love with Blue Moon Fiber Arts, but they used to be the yarn that everybody talked about and they um, did, you know, their um, multi-wave 
colorways, which I still love. I still buy. They're still very, very popular. That was sort of a thing. So it was kind of yarns that you couldn't really get from big manufacturing companies at the time, I guess is what yarn dyes would do. And they were like playing around with colors. And obviously color palettes and fashion changes. Each year you have different colors that are in vogue. And at the moment, I would say the thing, oh, there was that time where um, putting glitter and other bits and pieces through yarn was a thing. I'm not really into novelty yarn, so that was not a thing for me. But at the moment, I would say the thing is is the speckles. That seems to be really the current trend. And I'm really into the speckles now. I wasn't for a while, but then seeing what you can do with them and especially doing things like the faded projects that Andrea Maori does. Um, I'm like so into them and I love how you can then take two skeins that might not otherwise work, but you can throw in a speckle that changes from one color to the other through the yarn and through the, the textile that you knit. That's really, really cool. So I don't have a lot of speckles in my stash because who was doing speckles 12 years ago? So, you know, then does your stash become dated? Does it become less useful? Does it become less appealing? I personally go through color phases where I'm so in love with a particular color or a particular color combination. And then, you know, maybe I'm in that color phase for, I can be in that color phase for like 10 years, but then I move out of it. So about when I was getting married, which was five years ago, I was really, really, really into pink and brown, light pink and brown like a deep chocolatey brown or a hot pink and a deep chocolatey brown, which was actually my bridesmaids and groomsmen. I made them do that kind of colorway. Now I'm still into pink, which is hilarious because 20 years ago I was not so into pink as I am now. And I'm really into that kind of flamingo pink and I'm loving it with green. And I have not been into mint green. And since I was about 12, when I was 12 to 15, Mint green was all the rage. I had the cutest mint green and white striped tear skirt. Do you remember those? But green's come back and I think green and pink, it's got that kind of Miami colorway thing, which I am so in love with. And I have never been in love with that kind of um, South Beach colorway. I've never really been into that kind of architecture. And now suddenly I'm super into it just weird and and previously I probably was into like pink and black stripes that kind of French which I still love the provincial French colorways but at the moment I'm super into like palm fronds and yeah I don't know it's weird but what I'm trying to say is that there is value in using up your stash because your color changes your color moods your color interests change so that was kind of why i signed up for a whole bunch of things i also have so much sock yarn and i haven't knit myself socks in a really long time so i signed up for a bunch of projects i signed up for the handmade sock society six patterns and they come out every two months so that spans the whole year August the 6th, which is coming up soon, will be the fourth pattern to drop. I have not completed any of those socks. I think I've cast on the winter rose ones and I've knit one sock in the Estrantia, which I quite like. It's almost a plain uh, stockinette and then she's just got this teeny tiny little pattern on the cuff, which is really pretty. It's interesting enough to do that and then you just do straight knitting so I quite like that but I'm behind 
Then I also signed up for the Shaw Society Secret Garden, which is six patterns, and they were dropping between May 31 and the end of October. So one pattern a month. I finished the Matham Shawl. I have been nicknaming it my Poo Shawl because I used two skeins that came in a pack from Nora George, which was supposed to be chocolate chip, mint chocolate chip. So like a minty green and then this chocolate chip of speckles of ch- of chocolate brown and cr- and over a cream yarn and when I was knitting it up it just kind of looked like someone had wiped themselves on my shawl and I was not into it so what I've done is because you didn't need equal amounts of the two skeins I've mostly faded in more of the green so my shawl is quite green and then you have this block of lace that's in a brown so it matches with this chocolate chip but the brown is arches of a of a building of a manor house so that's really pretty and i've just done more of the green than the than the chalk chip and i actually like it a lot more than i did when i was knitting it i have not yet cast on ivy over the door which was the june pattern that one is a wrap and you needed three skeins of yarn for that one so I hadn't really, I wasn't really sure what I was going to do with it, but my friend Catherine has given me some really gorgeous pinky yarns. So I'm going to cast on that any minute now, as soon as I actually wash them, because there's lots of reds in the stash and I'm worried that they're going to run. And then today, the new pattern for July dropped, which is called the Wick Shawl. And this one is a triangular shaped shawl with three skeins but I think I'm going to use leftovers for this one because you only need uh, 50 grams of color A and then 70 grams each of color B and C and um, there's a little bit of fading in it I'm not in love with her version which is sort of a mustard yellow and like a beigey pink I'm not really in love with that so I'm going to have to see what I'm going to do with that but it looks like a lot of garter stitch and then a tiny bit of lace at the ends so why that appeals to me is that's a project that I can read and knit at the same time so it's possible that I'm going to cast that one on before I cast on ivy over the door then I signed up for Le Tour de Soc uh, because I thought that challenge knitting would be awesome and fun because I think I live in a vacuum where none of the decisions I make impact on each other. So basically the tour de sock drops at the beginning of stage one and then there are six stages, six patterns of socks that you get and then you get a time frame to knit them in if you want to be eligible for the prizes. And I was sort of like, look, I'm not going to be eligible. I'm not going to go in to like win this thing. This is like a commitment. I thought it would be fun to like get these patterns drop and I'll knit them. And then I stressed myself out because I wanted to at least be in the winning for the random draw, but you have to finish those by the deadline to upload your photos. And I do not live in a vacuum, my friends. And so I did not actually get my stage one knitted up by July 18. Freaked out a little bit about that. And now I'm just having to say, look, I will knit at the pace at which I knit and I will get socks at the end. It'd be nice if I finished all of these commitments by the end of the year. The other, because I'm not finished. I'm not finished. 
The other thing that I kind of want to do is the mystery knit along by Crown Wolves, which has two clues a week for six weeks. And so clue one has dropped. That was on July 19. So I'm not totally not behind finished unspoiled, but I haven't. That one you have to use 12 skeins of mini skeins, which appealed to me because I have a lot of mini skeins and that I could use up. But I also feel weird about selecting the colors without knowing what the pattern looks like. And then I got too scared. So I didn't sit down and actually select the colors is the problem with that one. That is like a ridiculous reason not to do something because you could always unpick it if you hate it. Uh, so maybe I should just be doing that. Anyway, so those are my commitment knitting that I have been working on. Um, I've nearly finished, well, I finished the first sock for the Tour de Sock and I'm down to the heel, I believe, on the second one and the second pattern for that has obviously dropped. But then I had a weird eye thing happening and I think partly knitting the sock yarn which is so thin and also I was knitting it at night and it's a very dark color I don't think that was helping so I had to take a break from very fine knitting and I picked up my faded cardi which I think I cast on when we began moving house in January and I knit the back of the cardigan and you know the back and the front which was knit in one piece and I'm pretty sure I'd actually cast on oh no I knit one whole sleeve and then wasn't sure what I was doing with the length and the cuff and so like ran away. So I picked it up because it's a nice big thick heavyweight yarn and it was kind of easy knitting. And I finished the cuff on the first sleeve and I've picked up the second sleeve and I was knitting on that. I was thinking, oh, this is great. I could actually finish this project while it's still cold and I could still wear the cardigan. And then my four-year-old came in and insisted that I finish the jumper that I've been knitting for her which was a raglan sweater and knit top down. So the whole body is done and I just had to do the two sleeves and the collar. So it was like two days ago she asked me to do that. So the night before last night I knit one sleeve and I've got the second sleeve stitches on the needle and I was knitting that last night and I couldn't work out what the color alternations that I'd done on the other sleeve. So I stopped because I think I'd made a mistake. But that's... It's the so faded pint-sized cardigan, also by Andrea Maori, and it's using scraps or leftover yarn from one of my shawls that I did that I think was also her, but I'm not sure. It was a faded shawl and it had brioche in it. I had quite a bit of leftover yarn, and so I've made that into a faded jumper for my four-year-old. So I'll probably finish that this week because she's pretty keen to get a jumper. It feels like, I, I mean, I'm knitting every day. I am knitting every day, which is the point, but I want to be a little bit more focused and finishing things. And that's the bit that I'm feeling a bit down about. But at the same time, the point is to enjoy knitting and I am enjoying knitting. So I also enjoy casting things on, let's be honest. That's that's one of my issues. <laughs> The other thing I've been doing is I've been doing a lot of cooking. I recently went gluten-free to see if that would help um, some issues I've been having and it made a massive difference. And I've been really enjoying the fact that there are so many new options now 
for people who are gluten-free. There's so many uh, ready-mixed packet mixes of things and a lot of really great flowers around, a lot of different ready-made processed biscuits and things you can buy. So it's not been terrible to be gluten-free, but I've been baking a lot and I've been doing a lot of the packet mixes to see which ones I like. And pretty much all of them so far have been great. But what's been good about that is I've been trying to bake every day. I was baking a cake and then the masses would come in and eat the whole cake in an afternoon and I was feeling quite bad. And then I was like, well, look, I've got a husband who eats like a teenage boy. I've got a son who already eats like a teenage boy and he's not yet a teenage boy. Maybe I just need to get over this and not expect cakes to last as long as they do in a house full of women, which is where I've come from. And just, you know, bake more, cook more and try new recipes and and just be okay with the fact that we are eating nice homemade food. So I've been baking daily. Um, I haven't baked anything yet today, but I think I'm going to make a banana bread today. And I'm liking getting back into the habit of it, just doing something every day. Because actually none of those things are particularly hard. And I'm here at home most of the time. So it's not that hard to just put something together and put it in the oven. And so I'm trying to get into the habit of doing that. I would like to bake a lot more breads and things. So I'm sort of aiming in that direction, doing that kind of thing. And I'd like to try, I mean, now there is some really great gluten-free bread online available at the shops at the, just the regular Coles and Woolworths, which is amazing because that means I don't have to bake my own bread. But um, they also, the, the loaves are still quite small. So if I could bake that myself, I think that would be good just for how fast you go through it. Uh, and I bought myself just to, to sort of push myself a bit to bake every day. I bought a copy of um, the Gourmet Traveller Sweet Cookbook and I thought I might work my way through the recipes. And the very first one that I've just picked out today so that I can get the ingredients is going to be a chocolate brioche. And I'm kind of hoping I can do that in gluten-free. Um, so I'm still looking to see what flour I can use for that. But that's that's my goal for coming up. And then I've got all of this in preparation for a project I want to do for some marketing for a new book that I'll be publishing as part of the crime, the cozy crime series that Livia Day writes for my publishing company, uh, which has a has a chef of a cafe as the amateur detective. And uh, in the new book that's coming out, there are a lot of recipes and it's very focused on cooking. And so I thought it might be fun to try out or produce things that are similar to what's in the book. So it's possible I need to be a better baker than I am right now. And cooking every day is helping me to move in that direction. But, you know, I can make scones, I can make cakes, I can make slices and biscuits. So hopefully I'll be able to do a few things. Um, And if I can't and I fail, that's also still interesting, right? That's always interesting. So uh, I hope to be back sooner rather than later, and I hope that you are having a great crafty time. You've been listening to the Champagne and Socks podcast, a podcast of all things craft. You can now subscribe via iTunes, leave a review if you like, join the craft circle and tell us what you're working on this week. Email me at champagneandsocks at gmail.com or find me on Twitter as Champagne Socks. I'm over on Ravelry as Girlie Jones.
Also find the Ravelry group, Champagne and Socks. Speak to you later.